0: welcome to basketball buzz the show that combines three great things kentucky basketball college basketball and bourbon i'm one of your three hosts arizona terry with me are shay and michael fellows how are we doing tonight
1: terry i'm i'm a little a uh, little tired today uh oh. but all, all, all is well what why is that uh I, I don't know man. Um but last night uh seemingly was a pretty good time from what I remember. Uh we we did we did a meal, we did some bourbon, we sang some karaoke. Um I don't know man, that's uh pretty damn good uh, Saturday night as far as I'm concerned.
0: Happy birthday again.
1: That was a that was
0: a great birthday party. Gr- got great friends, great people to hang out with. Uh the karaoke was exactly what you would think it would be. It was it was a lot of fun. It's a great, great
1: venue. Yeah, happy birthday, yeah.
0: Michael!
1: Thanks, guys. Uh, yeah, l- last night was amazing, um, but it-, it was most amazing because of the people that were there. Uh, Terry, thanks for for making it up here. Uh, Shay, um, I-, I promise I won't wait uh, another fifty <laughs> years to have a party like that. Uh, y- you'll have more opportunities. I-, I hope to make it up here. Absolutely. But yeah, uh, fr- friends are great. Uh, the- man, I-, I I collected bourbon last night. Like I got some really outstanding bottles of stuff. Uh, Nothing that I've tapped into yet. Uh, I had to take today off from that. Uh, But I definitely have some uh, really good options for future bourbon reviews for Basketball Buzz. Outstanding.
0: You know, guys, do you want to just have a show dedicated to talking about the roster? Because that's kind of our thing right now. We do have the the Canadian trip coming up. I figured next show we can kind of dive into that. but tonight, talk about the roster, right? Let's just go with who's who's here who's who's gone, and uh, then we'll do our bourbon reviews and you know what? Let's talk about bourbon right now. <laughs> I'm gonna go first because I'm actually not having bourbon tonight because I was that Terry? I drank too much <laughs> bourbon last night. <laughs> And I had a five-hour drive to Santa Fe where I'm at tonight and with a hangover, and that's not good. I feel better now. Like, I'm going to go have dinner after the show and enjoy it, but, but it was worth it. I would do it again, and as uh, Shay turns 50 in 30 years or whatever, he's- <laughs> we're, we're going to do it again. We're going to do it again. Okay. My bur- bur- review. Amador Whiskey Company. So, I don't know if you guys ever had this. It's I got it at our local grocery store, Safeway. Uh, it's a double barrel bourbon finished in Chardonnay barrels. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm not going to be mean about it. I'm going to talk about it first. It's a weeded bourbon. Uh, cost wise, 45 bucks. Not, not super expensive. It's 86 proof. So, it's a little lighter than the things I typically like to, you know, sip on. Mash bill, 65% corn, 20% wheat, 15% barley. Now it's aged 3 years and then it's finished in Napa Valley wine barrels and I got conflicting data. It's either 6 to 12 months depends on the, you know, the batch they're doing. You can definitely taste the wine. So it's a classic low rye bourbon. And I'm I like rye, so to me, I was kind of missing that a little bit. Um, it's actually sourced from Willett in Bardstown, Kentucky, and the the uh, bourbon is owned by Trinchero Family Estates, which is a family owned winery, like powerhouse wine family in Napa Valley. So this is their little entry. They have another bourbon as well, and they're you know they're they're messing around with a little bit of bourbon. So. First thing I had it on the nose, it had that kind of a doughy or bread smell, which I'm not crazy about, about it, um, along with a little bit of vanilla, but also it had a little bit of like a coffee or tobacco. So at first I was a little bit off-put by that. Uh, when you when you drink it on the palate, it had a little more spice than I thought it would have for a lower proof. Um, I definitely picked up on cinnamon, Uh some from some dried fruit like raisin flavor but that chardonnay barrel influence was very evident i don't know if that's my flavor profile i don't know if i'm crazy about that um the 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 finish was it was fine longer finish i would give this three bourbon barrels on the five bourbon barrel rating scale i think it's okay probably not great for me i had a little bit of it neat it's definitely you can drink it neat. Had the rest of it on the rocks. It's fine. Um, I'm gonna finish this bottle one day. Uh, not 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 in one day, but over time. <laughs> over, over time. And uh, I don't know if I'll buy another one. We'll see. Sometimes you're just in a mood. Maybe I was just hateful that day. I didn't like it. I might have a day where I'm not hateful and enjoy it. But I don't plan on buying another bottle. There you Interesting. go.
1: Interesting. All right. Uh, Terry, what, what were you sipping on last night?
0: Oh, I sipped on, well, I had those old fashions. First of all, and yeah. I think that was, I think it was bullet. If I'm correct, maybe I'm wrong. Then we had uh blade and bow.
1: Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, and that's a great story in and of itself. And, and we'll definitely have to talk more about that at some point. Um, I, I joined you for a couple of, uh, uh old fashions. Um, It was the stave-smoked, old-fashioned, and um, I don't know what it's supposed to come with. Um, I ordered mine with Woodford uh, just because I I end up kind of uh, going to Woodford in most of my uh, cocktails at restaurants these days, Um, and and it was delicious. Uh, But after sipping on uh, two of those, um, Shanahan's has um, a, a secret menu and um, I found out about the secret menu um, a few months ago, and one of the one of the bourbons that they have on their secret menu is Kentucky Owl. And I actually had the uh, confiscated um, a few months ago. They did not have confiscated last night, but they still had Kentucky Owl, and I'm like, well, this is intriguing. What what is this? And it actually was rather delicious um it was the the batch 11 so um kentucky owl was founded a long long time ago i think in the 1870s or 1880s but they um they were i don't know out of production for a while they went through a name change there, there was something going on there they actually relaunched um back in 2014 and there's some really interesting flavor profiles What I had last night was um, probably Terry Moore to your liking, although I actually enjoyed it, Um, 118.8 proof, and it was um, much more uh, rye-forward than I normally drink, but I was intrigued by it, so um, I I ordered it with a, a single large ice cube and actually finished Uh, My second Old Fashioned while uh, that ice cube was melting a little bit uh, because 118 is really, really high for me. So this is cool. Batch 11 is a a blended bourbon and it's blended with um, 10 to 14 year with uh, six to nine year. And it really has a flavor profile that I'm not sure I've ever experienced anywhere else before. Um, which, which is fine, because um, I definitely had some uh, some different uh, different taste on the nose. Um, you you do get that um, that tingle, at least it, it, I get the tingle associated with the rye, like that that really just fires up my nose. Um, but there's also uh, the classic caramel and vanilla notes as well. Um, there was um, some oak. Um, some, some chocolate. It, it, was, it, it was kind of all over the board. On the palate, uh, again, it packs a punch. Um, but surprisingly enough, uh, and maybe this was, I'd already had a couple of old fashions, uh, so I was kind of more prepared for it. Uh, but the I was expecting the punch to be much more rye because I got that on the nose, and it turned out to be more caramel and vanilla. Um, I, I won't call it sweet, uh, but it definitely was sweeter than I had anticipated. The finish was very mild. Um, there was maybe even uh, some, some fruit uh, associated with the finish. Um, it, it was not an inexpensive pour. Um, I got an ounce and a half for 45 bucks. Uh, th- this is probably not something that you're going to go out and uh, buy a lot of. Uh, but if you want a change of pace that is different from most other bourbons that are out there and you're willing to pay for it. Um, If you can find a bottle, that's great. Um, They're difficult to find in some areas. So I would suggest, uh, you know, go to a nice restaurant. And if you are in the mood to pay 40 or 50 bucks for a pour, uh, do it, Uh, probably do it before you've had two old fashions. Um, I think we've kind of joked around the show before that uh, after a couple of drinks, everything starts to taste the same. Uh, I was I was almost there last night, uh, so I kind of wish I'd had uh, this pour before my first two. But overall, out of uh, five bourbon barrels, I'll, I'll give it four. I, I really like wow. it. Do
0: you like it better than
1: confiscated? I don't. I, I, I don't. And, and the, the the flavor profile is different. Um, I, I would give uh, Al four and a half uh, bourbon barrels. Um, again, it, it's just... It kind of comes back to that personal preference, right? Uh, your mm-hmm. your palate likes what your palate likes. And just because I may like something, you may not, or vice versa, uh, I did prefer confiscated. But I'm glad that um, I had this. I I do think it's really important. Th- the more that I drink bourbon, the more I want to know everything else that's out there. And I want to know what different bottles within the, the same family taste like. Um, so yeah, I, 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 wouldn't have traded that experience. It it was solid. And, and Shay, didn't you buy a bottle of like the St. Patrick's
0: one?
2: Yeah, I can't remember, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. There was a special edition of uh, Kentucky owl that, uh, was okay, but I, I, for the life of me, can't remember what, what it was called.
0: Yeah, I remember you buying that. Yeah. I love confiscated. Um, it's just expensive. Like, mm you're going to drop $125 uh, in most places, sometimes more. And it's just not something I I use. You know, that's that price point's different than, you know, 50 or 60 bucks. So, all right, Shay, what what do you have there? Well, as you guys
2: know, I've been doing a little bit of a, a dry month. So this is my first sip of alcohol with you guys, with Ed at all, but I'm doing it with you guys in over a month. So cheers wow. to you guys. Cheers to cheers. Basketball Buzz.
0: Nice. <laughs> He may pass out. Here we go.
2: Oh, so good. (laughs) You'll have to to forgive me. As you know, I'm in the process of a move. And so I had to grab the first thing I could find that wasn't boxed up yet. So I'm not drinking bourbon tonight, but I am drinking something that's kind of bourbon adjacent. Um, I'm drinking the Suntory Toki, which is by Beam Suntory. Yes, Beam of Jim Beam, the well-known, the notorious Jim Beam. Um, And Suntory Toki is a blended Japanese whiskey. Um, The word Toki represents connection of time in Japan, uh, in Japanese. And so this whiskey kind of embodies how tradition meets innovation, because it is a grain forward and malt forward uh, whiskey, and it uses malt and grain from uh, Hakushu Yamazaki, as we have all are familiar for, and cheetah distilleries. Uh, You know, Yamazaki malt is the main ingredient. Um, but then some of the other malts are aged in American oak barrels. So um, that kind of explains the name where there's the connection of the old uh, Japanese whiskeys and the newer Kentucky, uh, sorry, the newer American whiskeys. So I believe this one is about um, 93 proof. So it's a pretty low proof um, uh, whiskey. It's very smooth uh, as a very light honey color, which is, which is very striking and beautiful um, on the nose, you, you, you smell some honey, you kind of smell some white wine type of flavors, apples, um, very floral and citrusy. Um, the palate, very similar, some pear, a bit of ginger. It's kind of perfumey, um, and it has a little bit of a tingle on the tongue, the tongue but it, it is, again, very, very, very smooth, um, maybe probably because it has that low proof. Um, and then the finish... Um, some lingering sweetness, a little bit of ginger and citrus. Um, it's definitely not off-putting. I will say, though, that in my personal opinion, I need to be consistent. We're not um, rating bourbons and rating whiskeys for what other people may think of them, but we're rating them for what we think of them. Yes. And I'm going to give it a 2.5 out of 5 barrel rating, but that's not because it's bad. It's certainly not a bad whiskey. I think if you're a scotch drinker or you're a rye drinker, you'll really enjoy it. But I admittedly really prefer sweet bourbons. I prefer bourbon flavor profiles. And I do not like scotch. I do not like rye. I generally only drink them in mixed drinks. So it is not my favorite thing. I just happen to have a bottle that a friend that brought. Um, and certainly I've had it before. Uh, but regardless, I'm still happy to be drinking. And as, And again, <laughs> as officially of tomorrow morning, I am on vacation off to Maui. And I am on paternity leave, so um, I'm nice. starting it off on the right way. <laughs>
1: Living a good life, Shane. I,
0: I love Maui. We're going in yeah. September. We're going to oh, September. Nice. September. Can't yeah. wait to go. I'm
2: there for four days and then coming back and then moving in between uh, to another house. And then we're off to uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. And the uh, and the and is it the Blue Ridge Mountains that's out there? We're going it's to the Blue, Blue Ridge Mountains.
0: Yeah, Blue Ridge and Smokies are in that.
2: Yeah, we're western. going to Blue Ridge Mountains uh, for, for a wedding up in the mountains, and then we'll be heading to Atlanta uh, to just kind of look around and eat some great food and
0: um,
2: kind of catching up all that vacation that I didn't do this this past year. So um, there are going to be some amount of drinking that goes on. Obviously, we're with, with baby, but um, we're going to try to enjoy, it, especially because I don't have to come back to work <laughs> for
0: a while. <laughs> are you going to Asheville?
2: Um No, I don't. I know we're going to be about two hours outside Raleigh. So we're flying into Raleigh and then driving up to the mountains and staying in a a cabin uh, with the entire family. And um, my wife's cousin's the one getting married. And so um, they're from they're they're from Bay Area, but they live out there now. So um, they chose a really beautiful spot.
0: uh, Yes. So
2: So I know the I know the um, the rehearsal dinner is at a brewery. So that's kind of exciting. Oh, that's cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, Asheville is like one of my favorite places back east. It's beautiful, and it's a great brewery town. Like, craft yeah. beer, craft beer place. So good. All right, let's dive into the roster. There's so many things to talk about. Um, I think the first thing we should probably talk about is getting Uganda back. Like, I was stressed, man. Like, the portal was becoming this nightmare hellscape, and, you know, Cal's like, He's he, sleep. He's, asleep. He <laughs> he's not asleep. He, he's napping, and everybody's like freaking out. We're all, and it's getting, It's funny. It's like a joke. It's a joke. They're right? just jokes. They're just jokes. If, if yeah. anybody's
2: listening to this and reads my tweets, 99% of my tweets are just jokes. Like, I'm just having fun. This bird app is for a good time.
1: It's not for a serious time
2: all the time. We just take me lightly, okay?
1: And, exactly. Uh,
2: yeah. I am telling everyone, it's just fun to make memes about him being sleepy, but the reality of the situation is that he, for once in a long time, kicked ass on the recruiting trail, got not just uh, the best class, but probably the most value class. I know Duke's got a lot of really good guys coming in, but I've got to take Kentucky's five over anybody. And, um, you know, those five guys are the best in – some of the best in, in the entire class. And so he did that. So he didn't have to rely on the mid major transfers. So maybe there's a reason that he's sleepy. I'm not yet I'm just there to I'm just making fun of him. I'm not there to say that he does not doesn't know what he's doing. And it's kind of working its way out, as we'll talk about.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think <laughs> I, mean, I mean we all made fun of him, but I guess he's he's got you know he's waiting on his roster to develop. He feels confident in a lot of things and Cal just you know, yeah, trust in Cal. Um. All right. Well, well, back to Ugo.
2: Let's go yeah. back to Ugo. I mean, that's a huge recruiting win. Honestly, um, I have been saying this, and this is not a joke. I actually think Kentucky's best, best ceiling team has Ugo at the five, believe it or not. Like, I don't want Oscar at the five. I don't want Dickinson at the five, and we'll talk more about it later. I want Ugo. And NBA, like, the guys that get paid to scout basketball – from professional teams think that he had the highest potential out of any player on the Kentucky roster last season, including Casey Wallace. They were confused why he wasn't playing more. And so I think with more minutes, you know, he's a guy that doesn't need the basketball. He moves extremely well for his size. He's very fluid. He runs the court super well. He's got great timing on his shot blocking, blocking shots, great, amazing defensive instincts. And you know, that's all you need from it. Your five when you have all these good guards doesn't need the ball. I mean I think I think you know he's great.
1: Shay, that, that's a great point that um, you don't really need five players on the floor that are scores. Like everybody has their role and it's great when you have multiple elite scores, but you don't need that from every position. And we always go back to what was last last year's team missing the most of, and that was interior defense, a rim protector. And I I figured, you know, Cal would get somebody in the portal, uh, getting Ugo to come back. Uh I, I think that's huge. Um I don't fully know exactly why or how that happened, but I'm going to uh I'm gonna allow it. I, I think his uh ceiling is really high, like NBA type talent high. I'm still concerned though that um he's he. <laughs> Not everybody is going to be a good matchup for him. He still needs to put more meat on his bones. He still is going to get pushed around. So that's a concern. And I guess we'll just have to see how that plays out. Um, But in the time that he was on the court last year, I thought, too, that he earned more minutes than he got. But when he was on the court, there would be, you know, he'd make two or three really good plays, but then he'd get pushed around again. And I think that, for me, that's going to be a concern because it, I think it forces, um, it forces your guards to really put more pressure on the ball, to kind of deny that ball coming into the low post. I, I think people are going to be able to back down and go, and it's going to be up to him to position himself the right way and to be able to explode up to be able to block that shot. Uh, Because I I do think he's going to get back down.
2: What happened this year, a lot of the defensive struggles, like I always go back to Oscar and it wasn't so much directly the things Oscar did. It's just because a result of his limitations physically, uh, not being able to have incredible length to block shots, not being a rim protector. So what happens as guards, you cannot play up on, on the offensive player. Uh, because you have to guard against the drive where you don't have someone behind you erasing everything like Ugo can. And so what happened Kentucky gave up just open three after open three, after open three with Ugo and Aaron Bradshaw, who, albeit, we all say, you know, he's not an amazing shot blocker, but he is a rim presence, which is sometimes just enough to have just someone is afraid to shoot because he's just so big. So, so yeah, just great measurable. So, Next season, Kentucky guards can be some of those old Kentucky teams where they're incredibly aggressive outside of the three-point line and driving their guys off their spots, and they don't allow all these easy threes. So I'm, that's why I'm super excited to have them back. I'm okay to roll with Bradshaw and, uh, and Ugo at the 4-5. Like, I'm, I'm okay. I don't think – you know, if you're going to recruit another guy, recruit like a bench stretch four guy. Um, but we'll talk about Dickinson, who I'm not super excited about, but, I mean, uh, I think that was a huge recruiting win from Cal, basically. To get him back, I mean, I guess, you know, he went, his family, he wanted to be at UK. His family was doing their due diligence. I'd never blame them in this new NIL space. They were seeing what, you know, your skills are worth. If you're good at something, don't do it for free. Yeah. And to find out it was a lot more talk and a lot more, you know, a, a lot more promise of something that really didn't materialize uh, when he, considering he made that much money barely playing at Kentucky. Um, and, you know, the, the path for minutes is there for him.
0: Yeah, he made six digits sitting on the bench. <laughs> you know, he, wasn't even
2: supposed to, he wasn't even supposed to be here. <clears throat>
0: yeah.
2: it's a, Kentucky pushed for that re, that reclass, uh, yeah. whereas other schools didn't. He wasn't even supposed to be here. So um, it was going to be sad because I, I we all kind of figured that this was the year that he kind of would take a lot more minutes and, and kind of grow. And that last year was just supposed to be a redshirt or throwaway year. Um, so, you know, yeah. I, I'm confident that he can – Put some weight. I don't expect him to be a world beater offensively. Just catch lobs. But, you know, when he was in the game, uh, it, it, the rare times he was in the game, you, you saw that there's a stark difference in, in PNR offense. I, From the eye test, I felt like Kentucky's offense was more efficient. Um, I don't know if they had the go-to bucket ability, but they, they, everybody else on the court wasn't standing around looking at Oscar They or looking at Ugo. They were all moving, hunting their own shots. So, um, I don't know. There's something for that.
0: All right, let's just go through some of the roster here and uh, then we can like pick the best topics. So, obviously, Kaysen's gone, Jacob's gone, gone, cause careers are done. Um, who's in the draft or Who's who's at least exploring their options? So, Oscar, Livingston, Antonio Reeves. We'll talk about Oscar more when we talk about Hunter in a little bit. Um, Livingston. So, there is like a 50 50% chance, right? He might come back. I don't feel confident in that. I think he's gone. Um, Antonio Reeves, I feel better. I think he's just checking it out, doing his thing. I think he's going to be a cat. And, you know, that's how I feel about it. Go ahead and share
1: your takes, guys.
2: Go ahead, Michael. Yeah,
1: I, I, I think I think he's coming back. Um, you know, oh, it, oh, in, oh. in the old –
2: Reeves and, and, and Livingston or just, just Reeves?
1: I, I, I think they're both coming back. Okay. I, I I do um i think in, in the old days uh decisions were made differently uh but now with you know the ability to to cash in uh while you're still playing um I, I think it it does provide an incentive for guys to come back as as long as the player is making his own decision like that that's where i i, I crossed into lines where You've got parents making decisions, handlers making decisions. I, I, I can't get caught up in that. I just can't. But from a player perspective, um, I, I think I think Chris would be better off coming back. Um, I don't know that he's necessarily going to see an enhanced role. But physically, athletically, I, I like him. I, Shay, I, I know you're not as high on him as I am. And you may be right. His ceiling may not be... Um, much higher, but I think the kid has the ability to um, work that that twenty-foot jumper, and at his size in the college game, I-, I think that's just huge. If that's all he does is to be able to come in and knock down a shot or two, give people uh, some some minutes, um, and still you know make six figures doing it, or does he want to go someplace where He's the man and he's getting 20 shots a game and you know m- maybe he does, but I think he can do all the things that he needs to do at Kentucky and still get paid. Um, and I think um, I-, I just wish that selfishly as a fan, I, I wish players would um, make these determinations quicker. Um, and not only as a fan, I, I think if you look at, at the staff, uh, Kentucky staff, they probably want to be able to do some things too. And, um Terry, you, you say, as, as far as Oscar goes, like uh, being held hostage. Um, and I know we're kind of tongue in cheek about that. But I think there's a lot of reality to that is these dominoes, um, they need the first domino to fall before some of the others can. And as a fan, I don't know what I'm getting. But I, I really do expect Chris to come back.
2: I just don't see it because I don't see – a path for playing time for him. That's a role that's bigger than he had this past year. Um, You know, albeit Chris, I don't think he's a bad player by any means. I just think that his skill set has a limited, like he has an archetype, but he doesn't want to buy into that archetype. And that archetype is like basically a better Keon Brooks. Like that's what he can be like a a Keon Brooks with better uh, dribbling ability, better defense, but he thinks he, or his people think he's a shooting guard, which he's not. And so the, the, the weirdest thing is that there is a successful uh, track record of his archetype in the NBA. Like guys you didn't expect to be uh, the cornerstones of their franchises. Like I'm thinking of like um, uh, Jalen Brown or a kind of like a Draymond Green, like a Dylan Brooks, like those kind of guys have are all on like playoff teams that are big deep runs. And they, Jake Crowder, who was part of that, of that son's team, the guys that kind of just play defense, they hit their shots. Um, They're good locker room presence. Like he can be one of those guys. Like he he plays like those guys, but he wants to be Devin Booker. He wants to be Tyler Hero Hero. And I just don't see a situation where he comes back to get that role at Kentucky. Nor I do do I think Kentucky should promise that role because there's a player at his position that's coming in that's better than him already. That has yeah. more talent. <laughs> that Justin yeah. Edwards Justin Edwards is there. If I'm Chris Livingston, I'm probably going to transfer if I if have him, I would try to look to transfer to a school where I get a bigger role, where I get the ball in my hands a little bit more to show what I can do. I just don't think Kentucky is that place. I just don't think where what he is now is he's going to be drafted. I mean, maybe he'll get a contract for a G league. Um, not that he's a bad player. and there's a lot of money to be made overseas. And I think maybe if he stays past next year, uh, the past this upcoming season at Kentucky stays into his junior year then I think you are gonna you, you can make a case that maybe he's going to be a late first-round draft pick where he, he's one of those vets that leads, leads a college team to a run. But I, this next season, I just think he is kind of like the odd guy out. I would love to have him back, but I am also don't want to be held hostage by a player of Chris Livingston's caliber because he's a fine basketball player. Um, I really like him. He gets after defensively, which is why he started – every game that and him being a clutch client, but, you know, he gets after it defensively. He always rebounds. And other rebounds he doesn't get, is because Oscar mowed him out of the way or just, you know, steamrolled him from getting the rebounds, which is probably why, you know, he's not a big huge fan of Oscar, <laughs> but, 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 um, you know, I, I just, I just don't see that role. If I'm him, maybe I'm looking at a lower tier school where I can be a star, you know, star four, he's a perfect four, you know, and he just doesn't have the wiggle, I think, with what the NBA teams are looking for. Um, but I'd still love to have him back if he's willing to take a bench energy role, which he would thrive in. So that's that, those are my thoughts about him. When it comes to Reeves, uh, I everything I've heard is Reeves is coming back. Um, I think something to watch is that he's a Chin Coleman guy. And, um, you know, there's some rumors about Chin Coleman leaving the Kentucky staff, uh, but it looks like they've kind of passed again. I mean, there were some rumors last year, but – Looks like he's still on staff, so I think maybe it might be a little late for him to switch. Uh, his dad and Chin Coleman are really good friends. Reeves was fantastic this year. I mean, maybe not the last game, but when he figured it out, when Cal started to trust him in his role, um, used him correctly, didn't use him as a like a you know a sloppy action guy solely, didn't use him as a corner three guy. Actually, brought him into the PNR. He was he played fantastic. I also thought he wasn't bad defensively. I thought he kind of you know he lost his guy a lot, but he was still learning to figure it out. For a guy who isn't super athletic, you know, he's not really this guy that's gonna dunk on you, but he's just a crafty bucket getter. And um, I'm excited to have him back. I think I think he's gonna have a huge year. He might even be maybe a second team all SEC guy. I wouldn't be surprised. He's like Emmanuel quickly light.
0: You see Reeves as a starter at the two or the sixth man? Because our backcourt's getting kind of crowded with Wagner coming in, Rob uh-huh. Dillingham. Coming in, that, that's
2: a good question. I think I think you start Reeves with DJ uh, because I think it says more about Rob Dillingham than it does Reeves. Because I think Reeves, interestingly, for a guy that's a bucket getter, is very good at playing within an office and not forcing things. Um, and then he'll go on a, like a run. But I think Dillingham coming in with that second unit and just getting their freedom to do whatever he wants is like the best version of kind of the Boomer Bust Dillingham we can see. Whereas if he's has to play majority of minutes with DJ Wagner. I'm convinced DJ Wagner might punch him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like, I like Reeves starting. Um, I, I like his experience. I like his maturity. I like the fact that if you need him to play the one, he can play the one. If you want him to play the two, he can play the two. If you need him to play the three, he can play the three. I, I like his, his flexibility. And I, I, I also think he's coming back. I, I don't think anybody wants to leave uh, shooting one for 15. Uh, I, that that can't sure. be your last game because um, you don't want that to be your legacy. And there's only one way to prevent that from being your legacy. It doesn't matter all the great things that you did prior to that game. When you start off zero for 14 and you hit your last bucket, um, you have to be, you have to look at that as, I refuse to let this define me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna work hard. I'm gonna come back. And while I may have an off night, it's not gonna be the worst night of my career when the game is the most important. So I think he's coming back.
2: It was the basketball. I'm convinced it was the basketball.
1: It was the basketball. They,
0: they're different. They're not Nike balls. Because
2: it wasn't just him. There was like a whole host of players throughout the first, second round that just couldn't find the, find a bucket because I, I, I actually heard this before. The weight of the basketball is slightly different. Um, the, the, answer, and, and somebody was arguing like, why don't we practice with that basketball? And I think it's like a Nike contractual thing where we have to practice with like the Nike basketball. But I, I mean, I, if I'm a coach, I'm, I'm working those in because there's no way a shooter like, like him goes that cold unless it's just something I think it's the basketball personally
1: how how can we not have a standardized basketball like that that's really the only thing that you need to play basketball is the damn basketball how come that isn't standardized i don't get it i i I,
2: as a a play like if you play basketball you know you have some you know you like i like the wilson ball or i like this basketball i play better with this specific ball i shoot better i feel like i shoot better i feel like when i catch the ball you know it, it feels right in my hands where other ones it's like there's nothing wrong with them, but there's just something that's off where I just don't get into rhythm as well. I'm convinced, you know, it is the basketball. But anyway, I digress. I'm excited to have him back. He was a huge win. He was a huge win. I mean, he came in to replace Shaden Sharp, and nobody had any thought that he would replace what Shaden Sharp could have been. But he did a pretty damn good job for a mid-major player. I mean
0: – Yeah, he did. He, yeah, he did.
2: I, I would argue he was better – much better than Kellen Grady. Like, and Colin oh, Grady,
1: yeah, way later.
2: Grady, Grady was like the guy that I expected to come in and be like a 15 point per game, 16 point per game scorer because he's just a stud mid major player. And Reeves came in and just, you know, it took him 10, 15 games. But once he figured out the speed of the game, he got used correctly by Cal. The game came easy to him.
0: Yeah, the Kansas State game was painful, but that game at Arkansas, where he just went ballistic on two three he, pointers, right? Yeah, he, he scored three-level score, man. He could do it all. Like, he's exciting. Uh, just, you know, be more consistent. That's the thing. And just work on that floater, too, finishing at the rim. Um, all right, talk about transfers out. Wheeler's gone. Damian Collins is gone. CJ Frederick's gone. So happy for all three. I think it's the best thing for all three. I mean, CJ, what do you think? Xavier, Cincinnati, might bleed for him. Damian Collins is going to have a lot of good choices in Texas. Somebody's going to get a good good one. Wheeler, I think it was Georgia. Um, but I we always talk about Kansas State potentially being there, but I think Kansas State is going after Max. Um, Abness, I believe his last name is that. Yeah. yeah. They, they kind They're of passed
2: go- on Wheeler. Everyone thought he was going to go there. Washington, I heard, is another team, but it seems like Georgia is trending. He's going to head back to uh, Georgia, which is
0: weird. That's weird. New coach, new environment. I mean, I wish him luck. Um, and we have two guys that have not announced anything. And that's a do, which we know he's coming back. And Lance Ware, which I feel pretty confident Lance is back. They probably haven't announced because they don't feel like they need to. Yeah. They're they're coming back. So, All right. Here we are. It's about mm, 10 p.m. in Lexington. And Cal is having steak somewhere with Hunter Dickinson as we speak. It's probably either Jeff Ruby's or Tony's downtown Lexington. So Hunter Dickinson. So this caused a lot of fights on Twitter. <laughs> people, people were either so divided. I, I ran a poll. I think it was like 51% Oscar 49% for Hunter to add, you know, who, who do you want back?
2: Was, was there a neither option? I wish <laughs> there was like a neither option.
0: <laughs> it's the weirdest thing guys. Cause they both have limitations, and they both have the deficiencies that really could hurt you. And you might get an upgrade for Hunter, but – I just don't like Hunter Dickinson. Like, something about him, like when he, he talks in his interviews
1: – He's just, a like, dick.
2: It just, like, yeah. rubs me the wrong way, and I'm just like, keep that guy off my team. Like, I, I don't want that guy on my team. He's a dick. He's yeah, a trash-talking
1: uh, dickhead. And and I don't think I'm ever going to like him. And Terry, I shared this with you when you were here in Denver yesterday. Um, I'm still pissed at what he did to my CSU Rams. That was um, two years ago. That CSU Rams team um, went through the regular season with only one loss at home. They were a top 25 team part of the year. Outstanding coach in Nico Medved. Um, David Roddy who's playing in the association right now with the Memphis Grizzlies was on that team. And in the first round after CSU built up a commanding lead, it was like 17, 18 points in the first half. It was all Hunter Dickinson in the second half and Michigan went on to beat CSU. I'm I'm never going to, I'm never going to let that go. Um, And he is a dick and uh, I, I I don't, I don't want him. Um, If he, puts on a Kentucky jersey, I will be forced to root for him uh, like I do every person that wears that uniform. But um, I, I, isn't it strange? We're, we're, we're sitting here, and at least me, I'm, I'm complaining that somebody that uh, could very well be an All-American, I don't want him. And I, I'm also not all that thrilled necessarily with Oscar coming back, another All-American. Like wh- what's, what's wrong with me? We've got two Nothing. great players, and yet, um, at least me, I'm not really satisfied by either choice.
0: It's the deficiency we saw last year. Well, Defense. There's no defense. Yeah. no rib protection.
2: Our future guest, which I won't mention because I'll keep it a surprise, but he did say, like, get those dinosaurs off my team, off the team.
0: <laughs> That's
2: what it is. Like, you don't want any more dinosaurs on your team. Like, guys that were – First, they would have been the number one pick if it was 1995 NBA, right? Like, that's the same thinking that I have. Like, you got to look past just the stats, which, I mean, they're great. You can say a guy is a great player, but the re- the, the, way, the way that the team is built, if they're built around that player, I don't know how high the team's ceiling is. Whereas, if Ugo is the center and Bradshaw are the center, you know, maybe – they don't look as dangerous on paper, but FAU, who's that guy? Who's FAU center? Uh, what's, I forget his name. You know what I'm talking about? Um, the, the kid from Russia. Like, nobody's ever heard yeah. of him, but, like, the way he fit along in with the team where, you know, he just blocked shots. Um, that's kind of the guy you want. Like, Anthony Davis, Anthony, why we went all the way, with Anthony Davis taking barely any shots, playing defense, whereas everybody else was just, you know, doing it around him is kind of what we want. And so I think there's nothing, you're not crazy. It's just, we've tried it for two years. It was fun. It was great. But I don't have any faith that Oscar is going to all of a sudden learn to become an outstanding defender or be willing to take a lesser role or Cal move away from, like, you know, feeding him the ball in the post while everyone watches around overnight. Because remember – Cal has wanted Oscar more than almost any player he's ever recruited. Like going back to when he was in high school, like Cal wanted him bad, badly. And when he finally got him, now it's probably hard because he's probably has some confirmation bias going there where it's like, I recruited this guy. I, it's really good. I'm a genius at seeing this talent. <laughs> like, you know, doesn't want to move away from that. And there's some things with Oscar, like, you know, kind of a circus around him not because he's like a bad guy but like just there's so much off the court to deal with with him where it's kind of nice when you have to deal with like low maintenance because he's kind of high maintenance not in a bad way but just you know his agent makes a lot of demands yeah other people are kind of make money off of him you know and it's just it's a bad situation i think it's a distraction personally
1: but 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 shay i'm i'm told constantly by a good segment of BBN, that um, the the one and done concept hasn't worked. We can't just focus on getting the the best players. We need to have kids that are in the program for two, three, four years. Like that. That's exactly what Oscar would be. That's exactly what Dickinson would be. And, and yet, I'm still going back and saying, yeah, you know, it's great to have those guys back, but not at the risk of continuing to expose the weaknesses in their game. I think I'll take my chances with somebody that may be younger and may have more talent, uh, may flame out, uh, but I'm willing to take my chances. And I, I think that's where I am. But there, there's a huge segment of, of Kentucky fans out there that really want Oscar to come back. They love Oscar. Oscar rebounds well. He does this. He does that. He, he's a, a nice guy. Um, and it, it's it's interesting to see some of the conversations, especially on Twitter, that take yeah. place within our fandom that uh, probably shouldn't be taking place. But but here we are. He he's
2: he's like Sha- he's like Shaq, not in the way that he plays basketball, but like his personality. He's yeah. a bigger bigger than life personality, and that's awesome. Like super awesome, super marketable. You know, um, I wish that it was not 2023. I wish it was like I said. 1995, because that guy would be a star in professional basketball yep. uh, with his personality, with, you know, doing commercials and this and that and, like, being in movies and, like, every everyone loves him. He's just fun. But I think it's time we need wins. Like, we need big wins now. Like, it's just – a fun time is over. And I personally feel if I'm Cal – I'm going out and getting a stretch four basketball – a stretch four in the portal that can defend but is a plus 37% or 36% three-point shooter. Honestly, I actually think what I would have tried to do is let Oscar walk and try to get Jacob Toppin back because by the end of the season, Jacob Toppin was that guy, shooting really well. Now, there are other guys in the portal, like maybe no one earth-shattering, but like – Maybe we can. Maybe if Ugo is coming back and Bradshaw wants to play the four, and he's promised the four, we can get a guy that is willing to take a backup role, who is a stretch four, can play defense. Don't shoot me when I say this, okay? Reserve the right to shoot me. But remember, mm-hmm. it's great to think that hey, we'll get this amazing guy to come sit on our bench for, and play twenty minutes a game or ten minutes a game. That's just not the reality of the situation. Your your pickings are are slimmer when you need a guy to come in and play play a reserve role. And I know that other schools are recruiting guys and then they end up being on the bench. Well, they're promising them a lot of stuff and then they end up being on the bench. But a guy like Puff Johnson would be really good as your like ninth guy. As your ninth or tenth guy, he's got a great nose for the basketball. He can shoot the ball pretty well. He rebounds. He does dirty work. If he's willing to take a limited role like that, and not be posting in the starter minutes, that's a level of guy you're gonna get for that that type of role, like that position on the bench. Now I'm not saying exactly him, but like yeah. a name that's kind of been thrown around is a guy from Xavier, Zach Fremantle, would be amazing mm-hmm. as a stretch four. You know, he's yeah. not in the portal, but like a guy like that. Again, like imagine you can go you can go uh, uh, DJ Reeves uh, uh, Edwards, your stretch four. Bradshaw will go off the bench. Like, that's literally what I want.
0: Okay, let's do a scenario. So, let's say Hunter thing does not work out with UK. Cal doesn't pursue anyone in the portal. And all of a sudden, here's Oscar, potentially can return to Kentucky. Cal's going to take him, right? He's going to, if that happens. What if Oscar... Dec- you have a conversation about his new, his new role, limited role, offensively. I mean, do you, do you see something like that potentially happening? I mean, I think Oscar is one that would, would be easier to work with on something like that. I don't see someone like Hunter Dickinson coming into Kentucky. The dude took almost 30% of Michigan's shots. I mean, that's not going to happen uh, at Kentucky.
2: I'm not worried about the Oscar part of it. Yeah. Because he's getting paid to do come back and do that. I'm worried about the cow part of it
0: mm-hmm.
2: because the, the dude is like a low post monster scoring. Like I, it's crazy at his height and his limited ability to dribble, he just can just put up points on offense. But he's just so horrendously bad on defense that he gives up all the points that he scores. So like I'm just worried that we're getting a situation where we need a bucket and then we just revert to like. We just rely on Oscar, whereas if we, we, he's not in the picture, everybody else is like, oh, shit, I actually have to go do something in yeah. order for us to not lose. And that's yeah. kind of what happened when he was, when he was off the floor.
1: And, and I, I'm really not concerned about the, the offensive side of things. I mean, honestly, if he'll get his points if no other reason than he'll get them from offensive rebounds. He'll, he'll get the, the putbacks. Uh, you know, he, he transitions well, he, he'll he'll lay it up. Like, he'll get his that way. I really don't want to see the offense going through him, uh, being built around him. And, yeah, I think that would be a difficult conversation to have. But if, if you're literally getting paid to come back and to rebound, then you're getting paid to come back and rebound. And you still have to put – I mean, you're the individual player. You still have to put the team first. And I got to believe – that Cal would be able to impress that upon him. And I, I I have no reason to believe that Oscar wouldn't accept that kind of role. I mean, it's, it's not like we're saying he's going to average eight points a game. I mean, he's he's still going to be a double-digit scorer because he's still going to get shots, but you don't have to work the offense through him. And I, I think you shouldn't, and I think Kentucky's better off if they don't.
2: Well, but wouldn't you say that if he's here, it's just inev- inevitably going to happen?
1: Yes, well, I, that's what, why I brought why, this though? scenario. What, why is it inevitable? John Calipari. And, and I mean, I don't blame him. It's like
2: in, it's like immediate bucket. Like he's automatic down low. So, like I don't, I, I get it. I, I, it's not, it's not, it's honestly not even an Oscar problem or a John Calipari problem. It's an everybody else on the court on the on the team problem because you get what I'm saying. Because it, it's like when they all it just happened a lot in the beginning of the season. The reason that the offense looks so bad is because as soon as the ball went down low, everyone just kind of was like, okay, I'm going to stand around. And I've I've got my hands on my hips, but like literally just watching him. And then like Cal had to teach them like, yeah, you guys can go do other things. And you know, it's also because he's just so bad passing out of the post that you're like, okay, well that go down there. It's either a foul, a turnover, or he's going to score. So what's the point of me being on the court? Like, with him not in the, on, the, on the court, you know you're not throwing there down to Ugo and, or, or, you know, and expecting them to get a bucket. So you're like, oh, shit, I got to go do something.
1: I, I'm going to laugh my ass off when DJ doesn't throw in the ball because I think that's what's going to happen. Cal's going to say, yeah, you know what? You want your minutes. You came back. Thanks. Uh, DJ, don't pass on the rock. Just don't do it. It's There's just, too many just, other things going on. Just, just get, the ball to, to, get the ball to Rob let him cook, man. It's just a time to cut, cut the cord,
2: in my opinion. With, yeah. with Oscar like you need to move on from Oscar and Oscar you need to go get a job
0: <laughs> <laughs> fill out a job application man <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like Biscoby in Tennessee goddamn
2: yeah
1: oh, it, you know, get oh, a oh, job, do we even man.
2: know if what's this fate Plavis is just coming back i hope not like i hate that guy, we
1: I, hate all hate that I, guy. I hate that
2: guy i hate the guy worse than dickinson like that i hope this guy does not come back but i also hope just for that we have Dickinson, so Dickinson, you go against Plavich, because, oh my god, (laughs) the two
0: most... (laughs) Two biggest assholes in the world on a basketball court at once.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It is fun having those guys around to root against, though, I'll say that. Like, I I, I can't stand him, um, Plavich, but uh, you know, he's there, and if he's there, I'm going to watch him, and I'm going to root against him, and I'm going to boo him, Um, and that does provide me with a little bit of entertainment.
0: Yeah. <laughs> i hate him i hate him so I, much i
1: like thescoby though i like he's a he's lot, your boy
0: but he's, he's cool, your but i would love that i love that player like that makes threes dude mm. you know
2: he he doesn't he doesn't uh he doesn't he he flops a lot i'll give him that but he he doesn't complain he doesn't ride the refs. And he's actually starting. Remember when the ball went off of him, and they went to a review? And he's like, "No, the ball went off of me. The ball went off of me." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Damn, I, I gotta, I gotta respect you because you were like, let's just play the game. I want to win the right way. I'm not trying to to cheat my way into a win." I was I like, know. You're, "You're good. You're, you're an okay guy. You're okay in my book, Santiago Rubiscovi. And speaking of Tennessee, they loaded up with uh, with Dalton, Nett and uh, Chris nice. Reddum. Chris know who's going to get cooked in the SEC. Dalton, who's Pretty good player, but that step up in competition, I mean, that's a big step up in competition, so we'll see.
0: Big jump. Yeah, we'll definitely have to do an SEC show uh, in the yeah. next few months. Everyone's Tennessee's transferring good. again to the SEC. Everybody wants to come to SEC. Yeah, well, Tennessee, Bama, and Kentucky are going to be good. Arkansas is going to be good. They're like, we're we're good. Same teams again. Yeah, SEC is going to be stacked again with great coaches this time. Yeah. Yep. All right, guys, last segment. Give me your starting five for next season that you you want. Like these are the five guys I want starting that can win us games and get us to Phoenix for the Final Four. Go, Jay.
2: What about guys finishing? <laughs> like guys on the court when the, when the okay. So I'll okay, say, the, I, the last I, two minutes. I, I'll say like what who I want to start with our current roster, assuming no we we don't get anyone else is uh, DJ a point. Reeves at two, Edwards at three, and then Bradshaw at four because he's already said that I'm going to play four. I'd like him to play five, but whatever. It's fine. I, he impressed me a lot when I was very low on him. He showed me a lot, and Ugo at five.
0: Okay, that's probably, mine. That's mine guys, exactly.
2: Guys finishing the game, is I'm probably going to throw out there three guards – like DJ for sure, because man, that dude is a dog. Like I, this has been a long time since I've seen a guy that was like, "Hey, the game's on the line. Give me the ball. I'm the alpha on this team." You saw it on like both those all, uh, you know, those both those uh, uh at the McDonald's All American game. In his entire, not only that, his entire team knew he was the the top dog on the team. Like they all were like, "Yeah, yeah, this is your your squad here," and they yeah, deferred to right. him. I was like, "Damn, that's that's earning respect." From uh, your team. Um, and your team is full of the t- other top 30 players or top 10 players in high school. Like that's amazing. Um, so I'm going to go my t- team finishing games is DJ Reeves, Rob, because those guys can make shots. Justin at the four and Bradshaw.
0: Exactly. That's exactly how I would do it for sure. That, love it. Michael, what you got, man?
1: Uh, I, I, I want to, Say something different, just for the sake of saying something different, because um, I, that, that's that's my five. Um, I, I that's my five, and, and and I'm I'm very happy about that. We'll see if it happens, but uh, exactly Shay, the the way you laid it out, uh, Terry, you agreed. I, I'm down with that five. I I think it gives Kentucky the best chance to win, and that's what it's all about.
0: I love it. I like having two point guards in the end of the game like that and then reese great player and, and actually edwards at the four and it's pretty awesome too so guys that was a great show i liked it we talked about the roster uh we talked gave our, our our takes on some things we you know the next few weeks we'll probably get the roster more finalized and we'll see what happens see who's gonna be the next person to come back to kentucky or or join kentucky so um where can everybody find you guys on social media?
2: Yeah, you can find me on social media at a bobsar. That's B-H-A-V-S-A-R. You know, I go by Shay. go by Akshay. Um, I guess you guys will see some posts of my upcoming vacations. Um, so excited to be returning and recording with you guys. And then hopefully see some roster turnover so we can have some uh, more things to talk about. And I, I know we got uh, three or four exciting guests we finally need to get to <laughs> uh, to have on the show, which I'm really excited about as well. So. Um, once this moves over, I think we can go back to recording a lot more consistently. So, sorry, guys. It's Don't blame the other dudes. It's been on me. I've been a, the scheduling nightmare. I've been the Oscar of this. <laughs> of this You're holding us hostage. It's a <laughs> Host, hostage situation.
1: <laughs> uh, guys, you can find me on Twitter at MGSimmons5280. That's at MGSimmons5280. Um, and I guess the scheduling is really going to be on me for the next month as uh, my lovely bride and I are heading out to Europe for our honeymoon, so definitely looking forward to that. Uh, It should be perfect, though. Um, We're going to do Europe, and then we'll be back just in time for uh, my Denver Nuggets to be playing in the NBA Finals. They're hopefully going to close out the T-Wolves in four tonight. Cat has not played well, uh, but Murray and Joker have, so – Let's go Nugs. Yeah, Nugs are playing right now. You're probably watching
0: it while you're doing this pod, aren't you, buddy? Damn Uh, straight I am. I know how you are. (laughs) You can find me on Twitter, at ArizonaTYJO. We also have a Twitter account for uh, Basketball Buzz. It's at B-Ball Buzz Pod. We appreciate everybody's support. We uh, really enjoy getting the feedback about the shows. And Until next episode, keep sipping bourbon and go Cats.